Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. Music of America podcast continues today with a not just a great, talented musician, but he's also kind of a pal of mine. Isaac French from Rome, New York, will be coming up with us in a moment after I have this conversation with you. You know, we've all done this, right? You you find the perfect tone you're looking for, and the club owner walks up to you and says, you know, hey, you're a little too loud or something, you know, and you got to change that, which you've spent all evening trying to achieve, that, that tone, you know, where you're always in the sweet spot. Well... Introducing the Lexi from Landry Amps. The Lexi is a 100-watt amp that has at its core a vintage Plexi circuit. The Lexi has a rhythm crunch channel, a boosted lead channel, a digital reverb, a tube-buffered effects loop, depth control, and an awesome voice switch. It has considerably more gain than a Plexi does at volumes ranging from a whisper all the way to concert-level volumes. It's designed, though, to be played at those lower levels without losing the tonal quality. Two channels each have their own gain and master volume control, but they share the EQ. It's really cool. You've got to check it out at Landry Amps. Now, they've got a YouTube channel where Bill Landry will actually walk you through and show you all the different amps that he has, or check them out at his website, Landry Amps at www.landryamps.com. Isaac French, I hope you don't mind me calling you my buddy, my pal, my friend. Isaac's actually been at the house and played a concert before. Uh, That's right. See, uh, I don't even know how we came across you. I'm thinking it must have been at uh, Light Post Lamb Shop up in Vermont. I think it may have been Sidebar. Oh, might have been Sidebar, yeah. yeah. Might have been Sidebar. It was in Burlington. I think that it was a Navy train show that we may have been involved with or at, because I know that you... Uh, and Cole have a good relationship yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that you know, connected, or maybe you saw us at Lamp Shop and then we saw you again at Sidebar. But I remember specifically uh, having one of the first conversations at Sidebar. Yeah, that that was just, it's. and for people who don't know, I tell this all the time on this podcast, Burlington, Vermont is one of the best kept music secrets in the country. There's just such oh, great yeah. talent that pours in and out of that town. One of them is Isaac French, our guest today. So oh, thank you. Singer, songwriter, uh, born and raised in Vermont? Yeah, born and raised in St. Albans, Vermont, just north of Burlington. I uh, went to college at Castleton. Um, and then after college, I really started playing music um, in the St. Albans, Burlington area. Um, and then Nina's Brew came. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what uh, was a catalyst for my career um, in terms no of... Kidding. <laughs> leaving vermont and um nina's brew brought me to my wife uh brought me to rome new york um yeah so nina's brew is definitely like the biggest catalyst i know that we're talking about isaac but um that definitely helped my uh my career yeah uh, so was that the time. first time you played out on a regular <laughs> basis when you were with nina's brew did you do solo work before that or so my brother is, yeah, my brother's a, actually a cajon player. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, I remember buying that cajon for him uh, for his birthday. Oh. And he played percussion while I played guitar and piano. Uh, and then we had another lead guitar player uh, play with us. And we used to play in St. Albans at Twigs. Yeah. Um, they had an open mic. And we used to play in that window in the summers. Um, we've got some gigs booked. I used to work there as well. Like I used to like bartend and serve during lunch and then gig at night wow. there. So it was, really, it was really cool. Um, and I just remember, you know, I just started out, everyone knew I sang and stuff. I did talent shows and I did all those things. I posted videos on Facebook. Uh-huh. Um, but seeing the support from my hometown, uh, in the beginning of my career, you know, hundred people lined up on main street, listening to a uh, 22 year old sing cover songs and a couple uh-huh. of originals and um doing that was really cool um and then i wanted to break into the burlington scene and i started hitting up some open mics at like manhattan's pizza and radio bean and and all that and i met michael brewster at uh-huh. an open mic manhattan's pizza 
And this was about 2016. Now, obviously, from like after leaving college, after graduating college in 2014 to 2016 was a lot of just kind of figuring out where am I living? I was in Boston for a few months. I was living with my brother there. And then um, a lot of figuring out at that time and just really learning how to play instruments and stuff. Um, But when 2016 came around, there was about a year of me hanging out with Michael a lot, playing Mm -hmm. music, um, hitting up open mics and playing a couple gigs with his brothers. And we're all like lead vocalists and we're like, cool, let's just like elevate the whole sound. Yeah. Um, And then Juvenina came into the picture around 2017 and she was looking for a guitar player to play with. Um, That being Michael, he plays lead guitar. um, And then they had a duo for about a month or so before um, Michael was like, hey, I got a friend uh, who also plays plays piano, plays a little bit guitar. um, And he also mentioned he can play some cajon. Yeah, uh, so percussion. So our very first gig as Nina's Brew, um, where was it? Can't even remember. But um, anyway, I was playing piano in it, uh-huh. and then realized, okay, let's play percussion. That's kind of a better thing. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, it was just a better sound. Two acoustic guitars with percussion. That's kind of where we're at now with that too. Um, but meanwhile, doing all this Nina's Brew stuff, I was recording my first album. Uh, my first 10 song album oh, no kidding. Uh, yeah. called human being. And I was, you know, working full time and then making some side money with Nina's brew and kind of putting that towards the recording and always, uh, always focusing on my solo career uh, while appreciating everything that was going on um, musically with Nina's brew. And, and like I, I've used this word before, but they were, you know, it was a huge catalyst in my career. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be where I'm at without them. Uh, with see, the connections I- that- with the connections I've made, with um, just uh, growing uh, as a musician, um, and just the friends that they are. So, see, I didn't know you at all, right? So, right. I, yeah. my first experience of you was a cajon player, right? <laughs> so, imagine the next time I see you, you're playing guitar and playing keyboard. Like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> not knowing yeah, your past, uh, not knowing your history. I'm like, how quickly did he get that good? You know. Not I'll tell you what, man. It is. Uh, it's it's often a topic of conversation that I have with people who have seen me uh, with guitar, piano, and now doing all the live looping and yeah. being the one man band, uh, and then them seeing Nina's Brew, where I'm playing percussion, singing harmonies, taking lead on some stuff, um, and kind of creating um, something else. But then yeah. also the people who have seen me. Um, as a Nina's fruit player like you, right, right? And then to see their reaction when it's like, oh, you can play more than percussion on a cajon and sing a little bit. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of cool explaining both sides of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I love I love seeing the reaction um of the people when it when it happens. It actually just um we played a Nina's brew show, you know, weeks ago. So right, right, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. So, I, I, yeah. I tell people this. I think you're one of the hardest working musicians I've ever yeah. experienced. All right. And and well, I, I say that because because you're always first, you're always out there hammering it. You know, you're hitting the street all the time. You're playing a lot. But just to watch you perform, I mean, you get like almost like a crazed look in your you know, oh, because you're awesome. so focused on what you're doing. It's like, you know what you got to do here. So you've like this side of your brain is going full, full gear because it's I got to You're doing all the looping. You're playing keyboards. You got to figure this out. You got to do this timing here. You gotta, da, 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 da. And then you've got this creative side over here that's doing the same thing. It's like, right. It's so cool. Oh, man, it's so fun. Uh, I'm glad you're saying that, though, because it's. Um, you know, I think sometimes uh, people have told me I make it look easy. Right. And, um, you know, while that might be true to a non-musician they might yeah. just see me click buttons but you're a musician yourself and um it's cool to have you appreciate that and see uh the creative uh process happening live like live. right away uh, you know I, what i mean and, yeah and all the starts and just the gross motor skills to start and stop with your foot and and all that um you know i had a lot of time during covid to practice the loop pedal okay and um I like, I like, I bet on myself a lot. I like betting on myself and uh-huh. uh, there's no better way to 
um, kind of create a bigger sound than with a loop pedal. If you're betting on yourself and you're by yourself. Yeah. Um, I love playing with other people. Um, I think where I'm at in my life with a wife and a kid and all that stuff, it's hard to get rehearsals in with bands and all that stuff. Um, so it's been a great outlet and a great tool for me to have to um, keep pursuing this solo career with, with um, also bringing more energy to the table. Yeah. Um, you know, because prior to that loop pedal, man, I was strumming a guitar chord here and there, um, playing chords on piano and singing, and it was pretty mellow, right? Um, this opened a lot of doors for me, I think. Um, gave me the opportunity to play as much as I wanted to. Uh, where I live in Rome, New York is, uh, is like you said, you know, Burlington, Vermont being a hidden town, you know, hidden uh, area yeah. Yeah. of a musical talent. Um, and while I think Burlington focuses more on like original music and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool. Um, and I appreciate that. Rome, New York and like the Utica, New York area. Right. It is this bubble. It's like a mini, like the, you, if you're a musician here and you want to play, you can play. Yeah. Um, there's so many places to play. I mean, I'm not saying you can play seven days a week, like down in Nashville, but mm -hmm. if you want to play five days a week, uh, there's spots for you and you're just going to get better and better and get more op opportunities. And I think that's what happened with me uh, from when I first started playing here to, to now. Um, I, I, I think I elevated my, my live show. Um, to the demographic here uh you know like in the upbeat stuff and yeah. less less listening room per se but more of uh having a good time and um you know partying with music and um i play the covers that people like and mm -hmm. uh been working on uh putting in those originals and uh i have a few originals that are requested every gig and they're singing along to it and it makes me feel good it makes me want to write more originals like that yeah um but at the end of the day, um, I just love playing music, whether it's originals and covers. And uh, I think that there's a place uh, in the world for all of that. Um, there's a place in Idaho that uh, is right almost on the California border. And if you go 10 miles into California and you play covers, they say, get the hell out of here. Oh, wow. You know? That's crazy. And you drive 10 yeah. miles into Idaho and you play a music original. Oh, it's the other way around, maybe. Idaho, Idaho, this little town in Idaho, uh, or not little town, but this town in Idaho promotes original artists, but you go 10 miles right. into California and, and you got to play covers or you're not playing. It's so right. bizarre. I, I think that's so cool. I, I really think that, um, you know, I don't think it needs to be all or nothing. Right. I think yeah. that, um, you know, people, um, that go out to see live music, like hearing what they're familiar with. If they're familiar with the, mm -hmm. your original music, um, then you're going to play original music. Right. If they're familiar with covers, they're they're going to want what comforts them, right? They want to be able to tap their foot, to, you know. Um, and you know, there's you know, I was I took a radio class in in college, and they always said uh, said to me like, "There's no such thing as good or bad music. It's popular and not popular." Right. Right. So. Um, you know, some people are like, well, write better originals and we'll do this. It's like, well, maybe not. It's not for you, but uh, it might not be popular with you. Um, but there's a place in this world for original music um, and everyone's original music. And I think that um, rather than uh, not playing it, maybe focusing on trying to find the people who want to hear that, yeah. um, you know, and in Idaho, you might have that that town, like you said, or city um, that maybe a big original artist came out of that town and they opened up, opened up uh, a, a yeah. bubble. They opened up a bubble of let's do original music. Let's do that. And Burlington is super good with that too. Um, yeah. You thank know. you. Thank you fish. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, um, you know, and then there's twiddle as well. Yeah. Um, a bunch of, you know, the grace, grace Potter. Grace Potter Noah, yeah. Khan. Noah Khan is, you know, I think he's Vermont, like born. I don't know yep. where he was. Um, I mean, I never met him in like the music scene in Vermont. He's a little younger than I am. Um, I think he was got like signed when he was super young. Oh my like, gosh. Like in high school. So he's been kind of in the industry for a while and he's blowing yeah. up now. Putting Vermont on a map, which is cool. That's really um cool. 
again, yeah, and that style of music's really flourishing. Um, but yeah, you know, Rome, New York, like there's some venues in Rome that love originals and welcome originals. And there's some venues um, that, you know, I play a lot at the Turning Stone Casino mm -hmm. and um, I'm a regular there. Yep. And um, I've learned quite a few covers because that's what I get requested there. And, and I think what's um, the difference sometimes is what's, what's hard to differentiate is that this is my job as well as uh, like my career. And I'm also an artist. So right. my day job is what I like to say is like, okay, I'm going to, um, I need to make my money. I need to uh, book gigs and play money or right. play and play right. covers to make some money. Um, and then uh, the artist side of me is like, okay, I've made money this week. Let's book a gig where I can play my original music and I'll play eight to 10 originals and still play some covers and stuff. Um, but that might not be as high of a pain of gig because, you know, it might be a ticketed event, for example. It might be a, a smaller venue that doesn't bring in a lot of people naturally yeah. because there's not the Bills game on right. or there's not. The, or, 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 the Chiefs, like, or the Chiefs. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so, um, but you know what I mean? There's so many things like, you know, like I don't want um, – like I, I, I respect it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I respect the people who are gigging out just playing covers. I respect the people who are out there playing originals. Um, but if I'm being real, um, I don't think I'd be able to make a living right now just playing originals. Right. Uh, neither neither did the Rolling Stones, neither did Elton John, you know, right. neither did Ed so, Sheeran. But you build up your catalog. Yeah. The way I was talking to, to Michael Brewster about this recently, I was like, you know, I play all these um, these covers to build build fans. And then right. those fans I show my original music to. Mm -hmm. And if 10% of those fans listen to my original music, great. Yeah. And then I keep doing that. And then all of a sudden, okay, I have, you know, let's make up a number. I have 500 people who know my original music mm -hmm. and want to come see me. Okay, yeah. that's where I can do a ticketed event. Yeah. Um, or that that's where like you can make good money playing. It's not all about the money, you know what I mean? But like I got a wife, I got a kid, I got right. uh you know, it's you know, it's uh I'm thirty-two years old. I'm not trying to uh I'm trying to grind and work really hard, but I'm also trying to work smart. So yeah. uh, because I know that I'm only gonna do as well as I'm doing. Well, you, you know, do it so, really well. Let's let's uh, let's put on a different hat now. And let's talk about writing because yeah. the songs we brought that that you brought for us are songs that you have written. They're all originals, uh, like we're talking, and and that's what I I love your writing style because you, you write you write for your voice and your voice sings for your writing. It, it's a real cool <laughs> synergy that happens there because sometimes you overwrite sometimes you're right out of your range, you know, or right. not you, not you specifically, just people. Yeah, no, in general, one you know? that, yeah. And uh, like better this way is the first song we're going to listen to. First time I heard it, I heard the story behind it. I had tears in my eyes, you know, it's just such a Man. cool, so share that story with us. Um, I mean, the story better this way, you know, has, it has multiple meanings and it's kind of changed over time for me. Um, you know, originally I, it was about someone I was seeing, um, and you know, it's, it's almost about like the, like being comfortable with the idea of it not working yeah. in a sense of, um, you, you respect this person, um, you know, which you always should. Right. And, um, things are going well, but it's just not the right, right, right vibe or right thing going on. And, um, you know, you think to yourself, well, well, maybe it's better this way. Uh -huh. You know, maybe it's better that we kind of came down from this high earlier than later. Cause sometimes you can get into a relationship and, and be uh, in the honeymoon stage for, for five months and think, wow, this is forever. Yeah. But sometimes it only lasts a week. Um, <laughs> and, or a couple and of hours, like, <laughs> you know, the chorus is you, you came down first. It's better this way. I wrote this last verse in hopes, in hopes that you stay. Um, but that being said, you don't need to reverse the things that you said. Right. It's better this way. It's um, so it's like, you know, it's, um, 
you know, but now, now I, I look at the song because I'm in a uh, committed relationship. I'm married. I have a kid. I, I look at just the title better this way. And I and I try to look at it as like, these are things I can't control in life anymore. Um, you know, very situational mm-hmm. uh, versus a person maybe. Like, all right, it's better this way that, you know, I had to cancel this gig because there's a huge snowstorm. Right. You know, I, I look at it like that. Um you know, and then, all, you know, the verses are obviously very telling of a story. Like when you first showed up, yeah, yeah. danced to the sounds, looked around the room and see what I found, you know, um, the situation of that was uh, meeting a person at a show. Um, and you kind of just vibed, you know. So, um, yeah, the story's very uh see, I very thought it was about you. I thought it was about you and your wife. That's where, where no, I so, was. Oh, so well, that's that's what I'm saying too. Is like, um, it depends on where you are at the stage. I wrote this song in like 2015 before I met my wife. Wow! Uh, and I released it uh, when we started dating because it took some time to record. Because, uh, like I said previously, I was working full time. I was gigging with Nina's Brew. I was doing yeah. this with just finances, um, you know. But it can be a pl- that's the beautiful thing about songwriting is that you can have a totally different. Um, the the it, the meaning can be different to you to right. any listener, and I think uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That's called relatable songwriting, um, and that that's kind of is that what it's called? That's that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm just making that, making that up, but it's like you know, you want to write songs that people can relate to, right? So I'm assuming if you can relate to it, even if it's not what I meant as a writer, or yeah. if it's what I meant at the time with the person. Uh, that I was writing about. Um, some things are, uh, you know, as a songwriter, um, not specifically this song, but you have to write what works. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you want to tell the truth, but um, sometimes you just got to rhyme. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> or in the case of Alice Cooper, when he writes, we can't even think of a word that rhymes, you know? <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah better this way man that's uh i sent you the acoustic version i believe right yeah, yeah, yeah. um because i just released that song the released the acoustic version there's um and i think that's where i'm at more in my career i'm uh less poppy and more uh pop folk uh yeah. singer songwriter uh indie americana you know vibe um where the original version of better this way was um was produced and i was a younger i was a younger cat and i loved yeah. pop music and i was trying to do that type of career and better this way. Um, the, the OG version has over 500,000 streams. On That's Spotify. the one where you've got, you've got listeners that, that downloaded it somewhere like in Scandinavia or something like that. Oh, they're, they're from every country. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, um, I just remember funny. reading it on, on Facebook one day. You said something like, yeah, look, yeah. At this, look at this. I get like however many listeners. Yeah. It's like Germany. And then there's yeah. like Switzerland and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's kind of cool that there's, 96 different countries that listen to my music that is awesome uh, yeah that song is cool I, um it was the first song i ever released on oh, okay on spotify um and or like you know on any streaming service right, right. and whatnot um well let's give it a I, listen let's give it a listen nice. yeah okay. so Isaac french is our guest here on the music america podcast from rome new york and his first song we're going to listen to is better this way I was dancing to the sounds And I looked around the room And it's you that I found I knew the first time Wouldn't be the last that I saw you in for the first time I already felt that I knew you We were living so high My love came out of disguise We were up in skies And I was lost in your eyes You and me, we got it made This is give and take, girl, it is no mercy And we are only keeping course The brightest star in the north Leading us to the course, you came down first It's better this way, I wrote this last verse And hopes you stay, no need to reverse All the things that we said, it would have been worse But now it's better this way I own 
Peace, it's better because my eyes are finally clear. And although it seemed perfect, I know it would have disappeared. I'm glad we slowed down. Now we can dance to the rhythm I've reverse found. And no emotions are hidden, and we were living so high. My love came out of disguise. We were up in skies, and I was lost in your eyes. You and me, we got it made. Yeah, this is give and take, girl. It is no mistake. And we are only keeping course. The brightest star in the north, leading us to the course. You came down first. It's better this way. I wrote this last verse, and hope so you stay. No need to reverse. All the things that we said, it would have been worse. But now it's better this way. You came down first. It's better this way. I wrote this last verse, and hope so you stay. No need to reverse. All the things that we said, it would have been worse. But now it's better this way. Better this way with Isaac French here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host Tom Pollard. We're going to talk about another couple of Isaac's songs in a moment. I've got a custom-made, handmade acoustic guitar named Margaret with the tonal quality of a name-brand high-end guitar, which shall remain nameless. This baby fits my hand perfectly with a mahogany neck. It glides easily when I play. But what I love most about it's the low end sustain I get from her. I think it's still ringing from the first open E chord I ever played when I first laid my hands on her well she was built for me by joe mendel joe mendel's frets joe mendel's frets.com one of the sponsors here on the music of america podcast and a guest and a friend maple bridge maple fretboard a veneer zircote headstock but i think it's the spruce body that really gives it its resonance and sustain it's a beautiful looking beautiful handling beautiful sounding guitar all custom made for me from joe mendel at joe mendel's frets www.joemendelsfrets.com our guest is Isaac French, and and Isaac, I wanted to bring that up because Lacey, your wonderful wife, who supports you like one thousand percent in your profession, just 2000. gave you a two thousand. Okay, <laughs> just gave you a handmade uh, guitar strap. Yes, yeah, and it's so cool. Absolutely. Um, I remember she, uh, you know, talked to me. Uh, before Christmas and we were like, what are we doing for gifts? Are we doing gifts? We just remodeled the kitchen and we were like, well, let's do something small for each other. And, um, you know, uh-huh. uh, some meaningful things. And, um, we had talked about like guitar straps. I, I think Giovanina has a, a custom one and Michael does as well with their name on it uh-huh. as well. Uh, so, um, that came up in conversation and never got brought up again. And, um, just, uh, just after the new year, I got something in the mail, um, that came from a place I don't even know, but it was a, it was a custom guitar strap that had my name on it. And, uh, it's super nice. I love having it. It's, it's, it's nice. Cause it's a reminder that she, uh, you know, every time I'm playing my guitar, that you know, she got me She's something there. like this, yeah. and it, exactly. And um, and now if people ever need to spell my name, I'll just open up these cards. <laughs> it's like I N A A C, not two S's, two A's. Right. Um, so yeah, no, it's a super thoughtful gift. Um, you know, it was um, it's awesome to have. Well, the reason I know. wanted to bring that up because I wanted to bring up how you're able to do what you're doing with her support. Cause it, that causes a lot of friction with a lot of relationships. There's so many things that can cause problems. There's, there's right. money, there's travel, there's the late nights, there's the celebrity and all that comes with that. And she just seems like from, from our perspective as fans, right. yeah. just, she's an anchor, man. She's an anchor for you. It just Absolutely. seems really, really cool. Yeah. I, I think, you know, like you said, with any, uh, with any relationship, with any career, um, you know, work-life balance um, has to be there. Yeah. Um, and then when you add a kid into the factor, um, it, it there's challenges, right? Um, yeah. And she has been um, supportive of me continuing doing music um, and that this is um, 
more than just uh, my dream. It's it's my it is my job. It's something that fortunately I'm able to contribute towards the family um, right. as a musician. That definitely takes off the the financial stress. I guess is what I'm getting at. I'm not doing late nights for twenty bucks anymore. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Uh, which is cool. But now that you have a kid, it's like I try to spend. You know, I was taking Sundays off during football season because we can dress our daughter up with a Bills uniform. We're yeah. Bills fans here. In the Bills uniform, we can have a Sunday. But even on those Sundays, she'd let me go watch the game sometimes and then come back with her dad and, uh, you know, her brother and stuff like that. So, I mean, she's super, super cool with that. Um, yeah, definitely fortunate for that. And did you uh, say you met her during COVID or after COVID, before COVID? Before COVID. So I met her in 2018 oh. at, in Lake or in Saranac Lake. Nina's Brew was opening up for Ryan Montblue. Okay. And she, we, we had some mutual friends and she came out to the show and we kind of all hung out after and we just like ex- followed each other on social media and then, you know, the rest is history. Yeah. But yeah, I met her at a show. So she knew I was a musician before I even knew her. It wasn't a surprise what she was getting into, in other words. Exactly. <laughs> so she helped support you start your career, continue your career, oh. and at a really, really tough time where bands and musicians just got out of the business during COVID. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the support is definitely um, she's got a great career. Uh, we we own a house. You know, we have a dog. We have a kid. Uh, we have everything that we need and more. And I think that the support that's meaningful is the emotional support that she provides because things are just things. They make you a little more comfortable. Right. But I'm comfortable with being uncomfortable prior. You know, I've always spent every dime I had on getting new gear and all the stuff. Used to to that, um, you know, when you, when you have a family, you, you think about things differently and, you know, it's definitely hard. I mean, what's hard for me is we've gotten so used to me being gone Um, at nights and stuff like that. But now what's hard for me is like having the kid and realizing that I don't get to tuck her in four or five nights a week. And right now, like the dream is still alive for me and she believes in me probably more than I believe in myself. And, uh, we think there's something greater than what we have now that if I, if I continue doing music and I continue pursuing this dream and with her support and with, with all that being said, like, I think it's going to be worth it. And I think it's uh, the hard times now are definitely uh, create great times later in life. Kenny Rogers wrote a song called She Believes in Me. And it's about him as a musician coming home after a gig, pours himself a drink, picks up his guitar and starts strumming along. She's sleeping in the next room and she just says, how'd it go? Something like that, you know. Yeah, if you've yeah, not heard the great. if you've not heard the song, you got to listen to it because that's your life, yeah, man. That's 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 you and Lacey for sure. For sure. Well, yeah. The next the next song we're gonna, we're going to talk about here is called Brightside. Okay. Yep. So tell us uh, your inspiration for Brightside and and what that's about. Yeah, I think Brightside is a common term. Look on the bright side of things. Look on, um, you know, there's a lot of double entendres with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think one day I was just drumming the the guitar just like one to four, one to four. And I was like, I'm going to write a simple song. I'm going to write a song that has meaning. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to write a song with meaning. Uh-huh. I was like, well, what do I want to talk about? And I was just like, well, I could talk about how I'm always told to look on the bright side of things. Cause you know, I'm definitely a happy guy, but sometimes it's easy to get lost for a little bit and look at all the negative things and focus on the negative things um, and I wanted to write something that's a reminder to myself that things are better. You, know, you don't want to just ignore bad things, but you if you can focus on the good, then sometimes it can turn your life around. And at the same time, I was writing this song. My father was ill, who since passed away from, from cancer. And it kind of just aligned with how he spoke to me. And uh, he was really the inspiration to to finish this song. And kind of it kind of changed into a like an ode to my father yeah the chorus is i get down on my knees and pray that i see good in every single day yeah, i know yeah. the answers in front of me i'm feeling good about this harmony uh harmony being you know you know you can look at it as a musician like you know this harmony makes me feel good i love hearing that um, yeah. and then you know harmony in life you know, feeling good about this and you know in the, in the bridge uh you know you'll be able to hear it it's a little uh 
you know, the lyrics are speaking of, about my father right. and how he used to help me get through some some tough times and just simple simple words that that if you apply them to your life that can help out. That song so, came out right right after I think right after my dad had passed away. Oh, so that yeah. was like right in the heart, you For know. Sure. Uh, every yeah. time you, you do that song, uh, who do you, who do you model yourself after in terms of your vocal style? Would you say, or do you model yourself after anybody? Oh man, I think that if a musician says that they weren't inspired by someone, that they're either living in a rock or under a <laughs> rock or lying. <laughs> so I definitely have been influenced by a lot of different singers. I think. I mean, growing up, I think I think you can hear the falsetto, the poppiness yeah. in my voice from listening to like sync and Backstreet Boys. My sister had them on and listening to Jackson 5 and uh-huh. Michael Jackson songs and and listening to 95 X in Vermont and pop radio. I really think that music was I mean, I, I think I was singing before I was talking, you know, like it was, <laughs> was my number one thing. It always has been. I remember listening to Disney Channel songs yeah. and commercials that had stuff and like harmonizing and and all that. So I think I was just influenced by any musical thing that I heard. And I think that I, I definitely do have a natural gift to my voice. Like I felt like I always was a singer. So right, right. I, I, I felt that I definitely had to work on things, right? But I think it came to me pretty naturally which made it easy for me to soak in things. I mean, I can listen. I remember like being like 15 years old, like Jason Mraz and the John Mayer and Gavin DeGraw, like all those pop singers, but also their roots are being a musician. Their roots are, I can pick up a guitar. I can play piano and sing. I can also sing some soulful songs. I can, you know what I mean? Like they have the, the soul behind them. And I think the emotion, right? Where sometimes I think a lot of pop artists can just have the the technic technicality and just go through them not go through the motions, but you know what I mean. Like uh, yeah. their, their uh, influences were more contemporary. But yeah, right. I talked to a woman from New Jersey, and she considers herself a vocalist versus a singer. So she asked me to define for me what the difference between a singer and a vocalist is. And I'm going to ask you to think about that while we listen to Brightside. Okay. And then we're going to come back with your answer of uh, the difference between a singer and a vocalist. And I'll give you my answer, but I want to hear yours. So right Absolutely. now, though, we're going to hear Isaac French and uh, his next song called Brightside here on the Music of America podcast. I can no sleep, but the sun's out today. It's snowing in the spring, but the flowers still look the same. Another year older, but I can't say what has changed I've always been a runner, did I run too far away? The rain won't get me down, same roots in a new town Where are you at now, looking around? Then I get down on my knees and pray that I see good in every single day I know the answer's right in front of me I'm feeling good about this harmony I'm feeling good about this harmony I ran out of gas but I got there on time It's a long drive home but the music always soothes my mind Last goodbye, I hope it'll be enough Now I spend my life with a different kind of love The rain won't get me down Same roots in a new town Where are you at now, looking around? Yeah, I'm looking around Every single day I know the answer's right in front of me 
about this harmony Fate takes care of things you know That's what my father used to say Let go of what you can't control We'll be better in the end He's watching up above me now Good in every single day I know the answer's right in front of me I'm feeling good about this harmony I'm feeling good about this harmony Brightside, Isaac French here on the Music of America podcast from Rome, New York. Hey, bass players, The Bag is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship and a beautiful, sophisticated, very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime. I mean, literally, a lifetime. They've had over 30 years in the leather industry. They're extremely proud to introduce this whole line of gig bags targeted at both the skilled professional as well as, well, me, the fun-seeking novice. Their hope is that you'll love the bag as much as they do. The bag. It's an entire line of gig bags. And you can find the bag at Sweetwater. It was a musician's friend, I guess, a guitar center. Or through Tony Vaughn Bass Bags on Facebook. And once in a while, his... Website's working, too, so you can try www.tonyvaughn, that's V-A-U-G-H-N, tonyvaughn.com. Our guest, Isaac French from Rome, New York. So I hit you with a question, Isaac. What's the difference between a singer and a vocalist? It can be between nothing and everything, right? That's my answer, no. Um, <laughs> okay, thank you. Next question. I think the, <laughs> the difference between a singer and a vocalist, I think it's, I don't think anyone else can judge the singular person. I think it's how you approach it as the singer or a vocalist. I think when you consider yourself a vocalist, you're treating your voice and singing more like an instrument than when you're just singing for fun. Because, I mean, non-musicians can sing. Right. Right? Uh, Just because you sing doesn't mean you're a musician. But when you consider yourself a vocalist, you're—I think—you're taking a stance on I'm a musician, uh, I'm a vocalist. That's my instrument, and with my instrument, I'm a singer. I think that there can be a, a different answer for that as well. A singer is someone who just sings. A vocalist is someone who performs uh, the song. Or, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's someone who is taking emotions, taking technique. Mm-hmm. taking training or or what they might have and applying that to their performance. I think there's a lot of singers who do that subconsciously. And I think there are a lot of vocalists. I mean, I think there's vocalists who are trained mm-hmm. and who are putting emotion into it and doing all that with a purpose that might not sound as good as a singer. Uh-huh. Right. right? How, it's how you feel. I think it's like, like, your approach and i think it's a little bit of convincing as well like how do the listeners feel after after that if you really get down to it you're like wow that is a vocalist wow she can he can sing we played a thing at our church one year and we invited uh, the choir members to come up and sing a song and we'd we'd learn the songs it was like band karaoke kind of thing okay and uh one of the gals uh, one of our altos has this really strong alto voice for a choir, okay? She tried to sing Alanis Miles' Black Velvet, and she had so much vibrato in there. And finally, you know, we, we kept breaking, saying, just can you make it more natural? Make it more natural, because well, I don't know what you mean. Finally, her husband, John, says, they mean you need to slut it up, hon. And, and Another way dropped- you could have said that is, like, just sing it. Yeah. Don't vocalist it. You know, because sometimes, right. like, those people who are trained have a technique that's really good for operatic or really good for jazz. When you try to apply that to a different genre, sometimes the ear of the listener might be like, that's, that's off a little bit. A lot of vibrato is actually 
because it's bend it might bend it out of pitch for a little right. bit right. when it's opera it's like powerful so i think a vocalist is more of the the engine driving the car yeah. and i think you're singing as a vocalist so i think a vocalist you know I mean? brings interpretation they bring yep. emotion like you said the feel the feel of the song and then they present that with their talent whereas a singer is somebody that sits there and reads the words at karaoke you know <laughs> right well and, and i don't think that's all singers i think some singers because some singers like i don't think you like i think every vocalist is a is a is a singer right 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 um, but, not all singers are vocalists. Not, but not all singers are vocalists yeah. but just because you're a singer doesn't mean you're not a vocalist right 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 so uh i think that i mean it's the same thing it's like this is a glass of wine well it's a red wine well this is a white wine you know mm-hmm. But what's better? Uh, whatever the listener wants. Because someone right. might feel that emotion from that singer. That uh-huh. doesn't consider the, the, the even, a, you know what I mean? But I think what, what can happen is there's probably singers out there that don't realize how good they are. And don't realize that there's technique that they're using that, yeah. that people spent years learning how to do. Um, they're like, oh no, I'm just a karaoke singer. It's like, no, you got a, you're a voice, you have a voice, you're a vocalist, you know. I think, but I, I think, think it they, goes the other way too. I think there can be some yeah. vocalists out there that aren't as good as they think they are. Sure, yeah. I mean, that happens <laughs> with every profession, right? But I think, I think uh, when you consider yourself a vocalist, I think you're you're taking uh, the stance that you're a profession professional. Uh-huh. You your voice is your instrument when you're a vocalist. I think. Right. Yeah, I think when you're a singer, you 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 you're singing. You know, but you can be both, you know. I want to talk about your latest single. Speaking of singers, your latest singer, songer, singer, songwriter song called Drunk When I Wake Up. And this just came out just a few months ago, right? Yeah. um, Right before the end of the year. So I released the acoustic version just before the end of the year. But also there's the the original version that was like summertime. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. Yeah. But it's been... uh, probably one of my most successful songs like uh with local radio and with just the 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 people in the crowd singing along to it it's a a pop song with acoustic guitar elements that i have when i perform live so people can really uh connect to that with my live performance versus just hearing the studio version yeah yeah the song is uh it's a fun song. I wrote that hook probably in like 2014 and I never wrote the verses to it. Oh, really? I didn't, know, I didn't know what I wanted to do with it because when you're 22 years old, drunk when I wake up means being, being drunk and from drinking and hungover. <laughs> and I, and I was like, man, I'm, I'm an older, uh, I'm not old, but I'm older than I was when I wrote that. And I was like, is there a way to like make this song about a, f- a fun night? And like, laughing about being drunk when you wake up and going to bed drunk but like also be drunk in love like the double yeah, meaning right. that but also telling my story in the verses of of my wife and i how we enjoy staying in some nights and just having a bottle of wine uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you are in a certain spot where you're like this is great no stress you're right isn't that the dream to like not be stressed and yeah uh, <laughs> And having, uh, I guess, full relaxation of of being, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what that song means to me in, in a sense. It's a fun song. I think it's catchy. Drove to the store, got a cheap bottle of wine. Yeah. To stay in for the night is, the, is how the song opens. Right. Other lyrics on it, um, you know, I grabbed my guitar. I played your favorite song that you haven't heard in a while. Like, so me having uh, uh, these feelings that I'm feeling from just us being together, but also sharing a, a couple glasses of wine are bringing out these memories that we used to have of me playing yeah. a song. And then I'd mess up because I, I wasn't focusing and we were laughing and you, you'd laugh at me messing up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just, right. I think it's a fun song in, in that sense. I think it's like relatable on a lot and of I levels. Think that, and, I, and I think that it's also, to the the twenty three year old that's at the bar drinking, they uh-huh. can laugh at themselves that are going to be drunk when they wake up, and <laughs> or, I think or, or just uh, did that the night before, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or it's it's simple in that sense, but it's also like for me, it's just like it's a fun song. 
But then like the bridge kind of brings in that like that melancholy of like sober up when the time comes, fill my cup for the next one, have another one. It's all gone. It's like, but also there's this type of uh, vibe, but let's bring it back to this when the chorus comes, not speaking uh, about alcohol is like a problem, right? Speaking of it more as like uh, of a relationship, right? So okay. like, yeah. like not a relationship with alcohol, but like, you know how I was talking about drunk in love as like right. the second. Right. Of it. So it's the same thing with the bridge, like sober up when the time comes, fill my cup for the next one, have another one. It's all gone. You know, sober up when the time comes being like, okay, like we need to be serious right now right. about getting this thing. And then we can have some fun. And then I can be drunk in love with you again. It, exactly. Yeah. Right. So yeah. uh, it kind of has that meaning to me of, you know, I've used it, the word, uh, words a couple of times, like a double entendre of yeah. Yeah. Uh, drunk in love and, Drunk when you wake up still, like still, you know, you go to bed drunk and you're waking up, you go to bed in love and you wake up in love. That's love. So, that. yeah, that's kind of the meaning of that song. And it's it's a fun song. It's catchy, you know. And it's a sing-along. I mean, you, you said you've had a lot exactly. of sing-along. Yeah. Yep. That's always, that's always make it, makes it more fun, too. Well, let's Absolutely. give it a listen. Drunk When I Wake Up is the last uh, song we're featuring today with Isaac French, our guest here from Rome, New York. Drunk When I Wake Up here on the Music of America podcast. Drove to the store, got a cheap bottle of wine to stay in for the night. On the floor by the fireplace, the flames in the cabernet, best way to end the day. I turned off the lights, wanna stay up all night. Will I? When I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up When I wake up drunk When I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up When I wake up I grab my guitar I played your favorite song You haven't heard it in so long Left when I messed up Then we poured another glass Sometimes you drink it fast I turned off the lights Wanna stay up all night Well I'm drunk When I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up When I wake up When I wake up Drunk when I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up, when I wake up Sober up when the time comes Fill my cup for the next one Have another when it's all gone Sober up when the time comes Fill my cup for the next one Have another when it's all gone well, I'm drunk when I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up, when I wake up Drunk when I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up, when I wake up Drunk when I wake up so in love when I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up, when I wake up I'm drunk when I wake up so in love When I wake up doesn't stop When I wake up, when I wake up, when I wake up I drove to the store Got a cheap bottle of wine To stay in for the night Drunk When I Wake Up, Isaac French, our guest here on the Music of America podcast from Rome, New York. Isaac, this this time just goes by so quick on some of these interviews, you know, and it's usually because people I know or people that are <laughs> that are uh, have a theatrical background. It's really funny, but people that have done musical theater, I'll, I can say one question and sit back and let them talk for 25 minutes, you know. 
Sure. <laughs> and it's engaging oh, because oh. they know how to present themselves like you do. You know, you just know how to talk to people. And it's really cool. But then the time gets away. And next thing you know, we're, you know, we're where we are now. So this is, this <laughs> I is, gotta, I gotta say, Tom, uh, I was nervous to do it because I would, I wouldn't want one of our, uh, conversations recorded um, <laughs> in a non-professional <laughs> setting. No, I'm some, just kidding. Uh, some of those, so some had, of those we don't talk about, right? <laughs> no, we, we've had a lot of good times together, yeah. um, and you're a great supporter of live original music and uh, and even what people are doing, um, you know, with other things with music. And, and doing this podcast is great for, um, for us musicians, and we appreciate it. So um, thanks for uh, – Thanks oh, for having it. me. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And stop it. You're making me blush on the podcast. But we'll talk about you. This last segment of the show is shameless self-promotion time. Uh, you've got albums. You've got CDs. You've got great merch. you got an incredible logo. Who designed that? Did you do that? Um, no, I didn't. Um, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on the name right now. Um, I want to say Justin. Uh, he, I think he works at dealer.com in Burlington. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and I posted a Facebook status being like, Hey, looking for a logo. Um, this is kind of what I'm doing. I want to use my initials. Um, mm-hmm. And what he came up with so quickly was just, uh, I get so many compliments on it. And it's such um, a, such a hookable brand logo. Right. I mean, it's showing the F right yep. for my yep. French, but then yep. also um, the blockiness of it showing the lowercase I for Isaac uh-huh. French. As well, um, you know, I love it. It's, it's, it's. I think it's timeless uh, uh-huh. in a sense that um, I'll be able to put this on my merch for the rest of my my career. Absolutely. Um, and I and I do have a lot of merch. Um, I'm going to be re upping re upping on all the merch. Um, you know, I have winter hats to uh, like trucker style. Um, you know, not trucker style, but you know what I mean. Like the the more of a less of a baseball cap, but more of a more of the trucker style. But right, then I also right. have. Um, you know, the, the smaller ones that typically the, the women like, um, and then I have t-shirts, I have sweatshirts, um, hoodies, merch, yeah, hoodies. a lot of hoodies. Yeah. Yeah. Hoodies, hoodies, yeah. Zip ups and hoodies. And, um, so, uh, yeah, as a, as an independent artist and someone who, um, wants to do merch because I love, I love it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love seeing it. I love, um, having people be able to support me in different ways, um, I'm super thankful for all the support I've received. Um, I'm going to try to find a better way to uh, have the merch uh, accessible to people who may be out of town or whatever, maybe have like an online store. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's tough ordering a bunch of merch because it's a lot of money up front. Uh, it can be thousands and thousands of dollars that you don't know if you're going to sell. Right, um, right. And as a father and as a, uh, a husband and a musician. Um, I try not to spend unnecessary money. Um, so save, save that money for for gear. <laughs> yeah, that's right. More pedals or a new guitar. Why not? Um, and I actually just got um, some Isaac French koozies, some beer koozies. Because, oh, okay. um, I want someone who might not uh, wear a hat, might not wear a hoodie, or might not wear a sweatshirt, and and all that stuff, or just they might not have the money for it. Like whatever uh, yeah. it might be. Uh, I just purchased some koozies and I'm going to hand them out at some shows. Um, oh, that's fun. You know, uh, and then they can drink their beers with an Isaac French koozie. Uh, the goal of that is to just get my name out there. And like you said, it's a it's a catchy logo. Um, and I think it's pretty uh, easy to remember. So, um, yeah, that's the merch right there. That's so where, the, do they find, where do they find the merch? Where do they find your music? How do we download your so, stuff? So for merch stuff? right now, like I said, I'm, I'm working on getting like a website. But mm-hmm. uh, right now it's just through social media. So I'll, I guess I'll plug my socials. Um, on Instagram, you can find me at Isaac French Music. Uh, Facebook, um, Isaac French. Uh, just search that. And then my personal and musician page comes up. Uh, feel free to shoot me a message on any of those or uh, follow me or, uh, friend me on any of those. I'm, I'm open, uh, for yeah. that. Um, Spotify, Isaac French, um, you'll find, uh, an album and a, and a bunch of singles out there. And, um, you can follow me because I will be having more music released, uh, pretty regularly, hoping to get a few songs out each year. Um, and eventually an album, uh, when the time is right. Um, and my music's evolving into something I'm super proud of. So, um, 
definitely uh, check out the old stuff, but get ready for the new stuff. Yeah. I, I, tell, I tell people, watch this guy, man. He's a star on the rise and get his old stuff because five years from now, when you listen to his old stuff and you hear his new stuff, just the the evolution of your sound has been remarkable. And Thank I love you. and I love the old stuff. So you can only imagine yeah. where I am now. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, like like we said, the old stuff was definitely uh very poppy and produced, and it's where I was yeah. in my career. And now I'm um more into three chords and the truth. Um, yeah, there you go. Authenticity. Authenticity is the word that I I, well, I hear a lot here. Yeah, and I find myself uh, tearing up a little more when I'm writing songs, which means uh, uh, if I'm doing that, then it then it could be something special. So I'm super excited. I, I wrote a song for my daughter. I was um, just gonna say that, man. I was gonna say I want to hear a song about your daughter, man, because you're gonna go like yeah, crazy man, in uh, love with your kid, man. She is. Uh, you just said it perfectly. I'm crazy in love with her. She's the best. Um, you know, there's nothing like having a kid and um, love her. And I wrote a song for her, and I play it sometimes and i can hardly get through it and um <laughs> uh, the, the song is uh, titled by your side and then in parentheses delaney's song um you know it's just about being there for him and talking about the kid growing up um and kind of the the clicheness of uh of being there for your kid but uh as cliche as it can be um you know there's nothing better than than that so yeah um yeah yeah so we get, uh, you got a new album coming out this year? Um, I don't know if I have a new album, but I have new music recorded okay. uh, that's that's mastered, and I'm just waiting for the right time to uh, okay uh, be able to do the the proper promotions and and whatnot for that. But they go to your website or go to your Facebook page, Isaac French, and that's two A's, yep. I S A A C, Isaac French, like French, like bread, toast, kiss, toast, fries. <laughs> fries there we go uh isaac french and you'll find everything you need there you'll find links to all of his shows that are coming up music that's being released find them on spotify are you on Bandcamp? um that's a great question because i believe my distributor puts stuff on Bandcamp. okay because i know some people sell their merch on Bandcamp. yeah i think i i you know that's what this winter is going to be for Um, Uh uh-huh yeah. You know, I'm, 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 we just finished remodeling our kitchen. So I'm going to have a little more time during the day when my daughter's at daycare to yeah. um, take those steps of getting my website updated with all my shows, yeah. um, having my link tree um, available everywhere to, to send you to all my social medias and all my music, um, making sure I have music on Bandcamp for those who want to uh, purchase my music. Um, and I do have CDs of the old music as well. So, uh, but yeah, just um, I'm pretty. Uh, uh, for those of you listening um, that would uh, be interested in getting to know me, just shoot me a friend request or follow, and I typically follow or friend yeah. everyone back, just because it's uh, I like having a network and a community behind. Uh, so, since since we're going this long, I want to do two quick shout outs. One about a surprise yeah. visit, and one about a friend, mutual friend who's a future guest on the Music of America podcast, and he helped you on a couple of your songs. I know we talked off mic, but let's give a shout-out to Troy Millette. All yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, Troy's, a, Troy's a great friend of mine. Uh, he's uh, He has a band named Troy uh, Millette and the Fire Below. Um, they're like a, a folk Americana band. Um, he is a person that um, is a great songwriter, and and I like working like even in school, like school projects. I could always get a better product with with working with everyone instead of individually. Yeah. Um, and I think that there are some songs that you know I'm like, this is there, this is there. But let's, it's like, he he almost takes the approach of like editing my paper, right? Um, yeah, yeah. We'll go through it and like you know, hey, a comma needs to be here. You know, this needs to right. be there. You could use this word instead if you like that. Um, so he definitely helps me finalize a lot of uh, uh, songs. Um, you know, he helped with uh, Bright Side, Drunk When I Wake Up. Uh, we had talked off Mike, like you said. Yeah. Um, he kind of put the polish on that one, just a, a couple rhyming words here and there. And, um, you know, it was I think it was the day of the studio. Oh, no kidding. Like, hey, like, what do you think of the song? And then I went with a couple things he suggested, um, which is cool. Um, and, you know, like I said, a lot of musicians – uh, work with a lot of musicians. I mean, that's how it is in Nashville. That's right. how it is. Um, a lot of people have a lot of success with that. A lot of people have a lot of success writing alone. Um, I like doing both. 
Um, I think yeah. it's cool. Uh, yeah. Right, and you're good at it. So that's cool. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, uh, I was going to do another story, but it's, it's not really relevant. It's just something between you and me, but I'll, we'll, I'll tell you about yeah. that off mic. All right. Well, sure. Isaac, again, thank you again. Our guest, Isaac French from Rome, New York up next. we we'll go from New York to New York city and Boston and Toledo, all three with a band called Atlas and Oracle here on the music of America podcast. You've been listening to the music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.